Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And about that time, the bus pulled into the station. It's loaded. People standing in the aisles even. And he stood up. Nobody got off. Everybody got out of his way. Everybody got out of his way. Just stood back. Everybody. No crowd at all. And he marched down the aisle and then off of the bus. And as he stepped off the bus, he said, well, I've already ruined myself anyway. He said, well, hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. And the other bus was just pulling out. And he ran up there and, and got a hold of the fellow. And he stopped and he got on that bus and he got there in time. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, A Fresh Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. He's still an ordained priest. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You see, a priest is a go-between. People and God. And that's where intercession comes in. You don't pray the prayer of intercession for yourself. You can go into the presence of God. You intercede for those that can't go into the presence of God or don't know that they can. Well, he's not only anointing priests, but he's still anointing kings. Now, who is he anointing to be king? Go back again to Romans 5, 17. Amen. Just preached on that, you know. For if by one man's offense, that was Adam, death, reigned by one. Remember, he's talking about spiritual death now. Much more they which receive abundance of grace, that's us, that's me, and of the gift of righteousness shall reign. Now see, here's where we missed it. We put all the reigning off till the millennium reign. Well, thank God we're going to reign there all right. Amen. Now in Revelation, over Revelation 5, 10, it said that we shall reign and we shall, but right on the other hand, it said we're made unto him kings and priests now. And so this verse said, shall reign as kings in life. But now listen, I want you to see something here. Everything we said there, folks try to carry it out a lot of times in the natural. In other words, they're trying to reign without the anointing. Amen. But you see, he anoints us, just like in the Old Testament. That's, after all, what, what, what's it written for? Well, the Word of God plainly tells us what happened back there. It's types and shadows to us. Amen. David didn't try to reign without the anointing. Holy Ghost came on him from that day forward. So many times people try to live the Christian life without the aid and the help of the Holy Ghost. You've got to get born again. Now, a lot of times people have tried it, you see. I've had men to tell me. They're wise, were members of my church. Boy, I just can't live like that. I tried it out just to see if I could. See? Because your wife was after them all the time. I, I just left this off, they told me. And I quit that for 30 days. And I quit doing this for 60 days. And I quit doing that for 90 days just to see. Boy, I can't live it. No use of me trying well, I said, you don't have to quit anything. You don't? No. Just come on. Give your life to Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Oh, it couldn't be that simple. Yes. You see, when you get born again, it'll quit you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? 
You, you see, it said here that we're, that we're made priest unto God, we read, that we should offer up praises, sacrifice of praises unto the Most High God. Yeah, you get born again, get full of the Holy Ghost and baptized in the Holy Ghost and praising God, the devil will run. He won't hang around. He can't stand that. I remember one church we pastored during World War II. We had a young man that was going to Southwestern, you know, Seminary God College is his call now. It's Bible Institute then. It walks at you. And I had him to come up and preach on a weekend for me. It took up and up and offered. You see, when he was a little boy, his daddy was pastor of this church, and now he's going to school to, you know, to prepare for the ministry. And in the summertime, he goes out and preaches, you know. And he just has to make his own his own. Uh, he, he don't have anybody to help him. And so we took up a nice offering from the church to help him, you know, further his education. And, and, you know, because many of the people knew him when he was a little boy there in the church, you see. And so he was talking about in the summer, now it was during the school year that he came up and preached on the weekend. But in the summer, while well, he would preach, you know, and, and, and try to get enough on hand to just pay his tuition and everything, make it through the year. And we gave him an extra boost here. But anyway, he was talking about that he had been preaching down through the southern states during World War II, 19, you see, and 43. And, and so he came, uh, you know, he was coming back. School was going to start. He's riding the bus, you know, and he's coming back in, you know, he's got to come through Dallas and go down to Waxhatchee. Got to be there. Students here know, know something about that. Deadline, you know, to meet. He did have a little grace period, but his grace period had run out. I mean, this day's it. I mean, you don't register today, and this is his last year. He's a senior, three-year Bible school, of course, then. And, and, and you know, he's had it. I mean, I mean, and, and so... Uh, the buses are full and crowded and people standing, you know. And he's looking at his watch and they're running late. And, and, and he's going to get in there and there's not another bus going. Uh, not for some time down to Waxahachie, you see, from Dallas. And he thought, oh dear Lord, this thing's going to pull in here and that other bus is going to pull out. And I won't have time to get off. He's towards the back. And he said there were some sailors there. It was a cussing. Some others are telling vulgar jokes and different. And people standing up, you know. And he said, I, about the time they pulled into the bus station, he said, I didn't mean to do it. I'm not, I, I don't believe in doing things like that. But he said, without thinking, all this going on around me, somebody's just finishing one of their jokes, you know. He said, without thinking, I didn't realize I'd said out loud. I'd said out loud, praise the Lord. Thank God I'm saved. And he said, dear Lord, did I? He said, I thought I was thinking that. And he said, everybody look. And about that time, the bus pulled into the station. It's loaded. People standing in the aisles even. And he stood up. Nobody got off. Everybody got out of his way. Everybody got out of his way. Just stood back. Everybody. No crowd at all. And he marched down the aisle and then off of the bus. And as he stepped off the bus, he said, well, I've already ruined myself anyway. He said, well, hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. And the other bus was just pulling out. And he ran up there and, and got a hold of the fellow and he stopped and he got on that bus and he got there in time. But you see, my thought is this. The devil, you know, he'll step back. You start praising God. I mean, just like those devils, they shut up. <laughs> they didn't have anything else to say. Praise God. I tell the story sometime about me and Brother Osteen. I was preaching there in Houston. Brother Osteen's coming to the meetings and, and, and he was a evangelist at the time. And so uh, he got me to go to lunch with him. We went to lunch. And he was there to day service. Then he said, Brother, I'm going to run downtown to uh, one of the auto distributorships there. He said, I'm going to buy me a new car. And he had a card there, business card, the man's salesman's name on it, and a figure written on the back of it of how much he'd sell it to him for. So you want to ride down there with me? I said, well, yeah, I didn't have service till 730 that night. As long as I get in early enough to get ready for a meeting, I'm all right. So we rode downtown. We went into this uh, place of, uh, of business. And, and here's an automobile setting, uh, or well, several, but one particular that he had singled out. 
out sitting there on the showroom. And, and we walked up and looked around it. And Brother Osteen said, this is it right here. And I'm going to buy it. I said, well, boy, it looks like good to me. And so a fellow came out and said, may I help you? Well, Brother Osteen said, yeah, I want that car right there. And he handed him that card. And, and, uh, and uh, he said, now here's the name of the salesman. He turned over and said, he gave me this figure. There it is on the back. And, and the fellow, he started looking at that figure and started cussing. My Lord, my Lord. Everything he said, you know. And uh, he said, uh, I can't, well, you can't sell that car at that price. Well, he said, that's what the salesman quoted it to me. I just come to get it. That's all. And he lit out another long string of oaths. And Brother Osteen, you know, he's only five foot seven. He, you know, he claims Adam was five foot seven. <laughs> Somebody asked him, said, where'd you get that? He said, I just made it up. <laughs> and so, uh, and this fellow was tall, but Brother Osteen got right up in his face and started saying, glory, hallelujah, praise God, glory, hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord, glory, 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 hallelujah. <laughs> and that fellow shut up. When he shut up, Brother Osteen said, I demand equal time. If you're going to cuss him, I'm going to praise him. Hallelujah. Well, that poor fellow, I'll tell you, he changed his tune. You'd think he's the most religious person in, in, in Houston. You'd think he's the most religious person in Houston. He changed his tune just immediately almost. Now the devil can't stand that. Amen. Every one of us are anointed to pray. Should be if we don't stay there long enough till the anointing comes. Hallelujah. Amen. Every one of us are anointed to praise God. If you don't, we'll offer the sacrifice of praise. And if you'll do that for a little while, the anointing will come. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be God. So then, he's still anointing prophets. He's still anointing preachers. He's still anointing people to witness. He's still anointing priests. He's still anointing kings. I want you to notice that our text, though, said... I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Well, that means it had already been anointed. Amen. I said that means he's already been anointed. If he's going to be anointed with fresh oil, he's already been anointed. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. It points to a definite experience. Now, let's notice here. Go back with me again to the Acts of the Apostles. And let's notice, we know, of course, Acts 2, 4, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That's this experience that Jesus said, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be witnesses to me. Now it's called being filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We read the great happenings there on the day of Pentecost. Then we read there in the third chapter. We, we read here at the end of the second chapter that they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added daily uh, to the church, daily, such as should be saved. So a number of days have passed now. Are you following me? A number of days have passed. We come to the third chapter. You see Peter and John as they were about to go into the temple, you know, uh, through the gate called Beautiful at the ninth hour. The lame man, you remember, was healed. Peter and John were taken in question. They were threatened and commanded to preach and teach no more in the name of Jesus. The word of God said here in this fourth chapter of Acts that being let go, 23rd verse, and being let go, 
they went into their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they, their company, the whole company, heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the seas and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ, for of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Now get this 30th verse, or 31st verse. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word with boldness. Well, I thought they just got through being filled with the Holy Ghost back there in Acts 2. Yeah, but this is a fresh anointing. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer, the three-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing, for just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's one 1- 888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And we have Rainbow Bible Church there in Oklahoma City at 8921 Northwest Expressway. So join us there on Sunday night, 6 p.m. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.